Oh, fucking stain. Damn it! Morty always smells, so they're just like, damn, Morty, you just really let yourself go. Yeah. You know? And she served the family shit sandwiches and everything. Yeah. This is shit. But and then she kills them all. Delicious. She kills them all. And, Bar -bar. and then the credits roll. Is that what happens? That's how she became the nanny. Today's episode. It's fucking rock and roll, Justin. Welcome back to Going Through It with Justin Essenmacher. I am back by myself today, which was supposed to be a solo episode, which, what, no, it was not supposed to be a solo episode. I meant to say it got messed up. I was recording an episode. I went down and visited uh, Dallas to see some folks, to see some peeps, you know what I mean? Say hi. And then I went and recorded an episode with Sarah Tallis, and we had a great episode, and Right when we were about to end the episode, the mixing board decided to just cut off. Losing the entire episode. Now, <clears throat> the shitty thing is, I still have it on video. But, the sound quality of that and whatever, you know, it's annoying because I want it to be all together as one unit. But the world said, no, no, you can't do that. So throw it away and just have it for your memories. Um, and it was a big, it, it was just a thing that annoyed me because it was just another annoyance in the day. The, I don't know if I'm just clumsy or what happens, but shit just happens that it's so stupid. So the day started off yesterday. I'm down in Dallas, right? I wanted to grab a comb out of the wash cupboard, the wa the the sink cupboard, right? So on this cupboard, the doors, the 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 what the fuck, the drawer to pull out the thing on the cabinet was on this side, and the door opened up to this way, right? So the door and the drawer aligned perfectly. So in order to open this, you had to either open the door all the way or like get in the bathroom and shut the door. Well, my dumbass decided to not do either of those things. And I opened the door and I opened the door, but I didn't get in the bathroom fully. I just reached around the, the door to open the cabinet. But when I did that, I somehow pushed the door into my jaw and I hit my jaw out of, you know, it hurt real good, like a big bruise. And then it bit through my lip. So I started off with a nice hole in my tongue. And it was bleeding. So that was good. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go, day. Here we go. Starting off good. And I didn't have my coffee till like 1 p.m. So I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? So I bite a hole in my tongue. Then I'm driving over to Sarah's. It was their anniversary. Congratulations to Sarah and Nick. It's their third year marriage anniversary. They've been together forever. I don't know. Anyway, their anniversary, and I was driving to their house, and I'm like, you know what? Let's be an adult. I probably should go get them something. So I went to the liquor store to pick up a bottle of champagne, which is just sparkling rosé, which apparently 
The only real champagne is in France or what the fuck ever for all you fancy people. You can't get champagne unless it's from France or something. So in America, we just call it cheap-ass bubbly rosé. Sorry, Sarah. It, I, I tried. It looked like a nice bottle. Whatever. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. So I buy that, and then I saw some seltzers. I was like, you know what? Let's have a little sip during the day. Let's have a seltzer. I saw the Topo Chico seltzer. I was like, let's get it. It was the big... I didn't want to buy the case of a seltzer. I didn't need $20. I didn't need 12 uh, seltzers. I was not going out to the river with my boys. I was not floating the river. I just wanted it to have a seltzer. I didn't want no beer. I wanted a gluten-free thing to watch my figure. So I bought... The new Topo Chico, Lemon Lime, which it was, wasn't my fave. It wasn't my fave. And I bought a Mango White Claw because I wanted to try that too. I was like, yeah, I know this one will at least be good. So I get those. So I go, as soon as I bought the liquor, I walk out the door and it's in a plastic bag. These are two 24-ounce cans of seltzer. They're kind of heavy. Somehow the bag falls out of my hand but luckily, my foot saved the fall, and they didn't hit the cement fully. They first hit my foot directly on the big toe, my left big toe, <laughs> hitting the ground. And holy shit, that hurt. So I was like, there's another one. So now my tongue's bleeding, my foot's broke. Let's go record the podcast. <laughs> Am I bitching? No, I'm just telling you my day. I'm not making this shit up. I don't know what... And it's not, I don't want to be like, oh, pity me. I'm just like, why does this shit keep happening? Is, I'm, am I moving too fast? Am I not thinking? Probably. 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 So, now I make it to Sarah's. We say what's up. We record the podcast. The podcast, it's a good episode. It's a great episode. We're having a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And about a minute 20 in, the thing just cuts off. <laughs> Both of our faces just dropped. I'm like, that didn't happen. Because the funny thing is, nothing unplugged. It was just a freak of nature accident. That's what we can say. An act of God, as you will. If you were... You know, in the court system. An act of God happened and ruined a great episode. That was not cool. And then I thought I might have got the episode saved and it said the memory card had a file on there. It was a new file. But it wouldn't play. It was loading something. And it always kept loading. And I'm like, it's there, man. It's fucking there. And then I tried something on the mixing board to hopefully save it. And it did not save it. It actually deleted all of the episodes that we've ever recorded. Sorry, Marcus. But they're out in the atmosphere. So I just, I guess, cleared up space because I formatted the SD card. When you're doing something on your own and you're self-taught, it takes a lot of fuck-ups to get to... The next level, I guess you could say. That's really all about life. You know, that's what life is, is just fucking up. And then hopefully you learn. <laughs> and if you don't learn, 
then you probably start to get agitated, right? You probably would start to go almost insane and you keep doing the same shit. But you're supposed to be learning and growing. But the thing with all of it is, is that maybe in the moment you didn't know that. You didn't see it happening. So with all of that stressful story of my day yesterday being said, oh, and then I had to, and then I, because I had to drive back to Austin. I got, I was on a show down at What the Fuck Ice House, WTF Ice House, which is a great show. Thank you, Brittany, for booking me on that. So I went down to Dallas to visit, and then I came right back. But also, right before I wanted to come back to Austin, I had to fix my headlight. My headlight's out. And I'm like, I need to fix this because I got to drive three and a half hours basically through the dark, right? And I need one, and I only have one headlight. So I go pull out my headlight and I fix the headlight. I mean, I replace the headlight. That didn't fix it. So I'm like, maybe it's a fuse. Check the fuse. Wasn't the fuse. So now, now I just remembered that again. Now today I forgot I had to go take this to the Ford dealership, which shit. Now I'm running behind. Damn it. Um, whatever. I'll figure it out. So I don't know. That was just another problem. And then it made me late and I couldn't fix it. The problem I thought I could fix, it was like a, maybe a 10, 15 minute fix, which was not the problem. So now I'm running even more behind and now I got to drive three and a half hours, which I did nonstop, which I've never done before. That was pretty impressive. I don't know how I didn't have to pee because I always have to pee, but I made it. And then the show was great. I had a fun time. It was a rowdy crowd of college kids. College kids, oh my God. They're wild and they're different today. I don't know if it's because I'm more mature and I've grown up and now I see the shit that I used to do. Because I remember back when I was young and in college, I don't remember being like that, but then I'm like, you know, I probably was. I probably was. We all think we're fucking cool in college, but you just look like an idiot. You go and it's, a bunch of college kids who drink themselves to death, which I can't judge them. You know, I still have my nights of partying, but I'm a mature adult is what I tell myself. Yeah. So I went, the show was great. I had fun. Yelled at a whole bunch of drunk kids, told them about how they should drop out of college because I'm a good influence. I said, I went to college. Look at me. Now I'm chasing a dream. I'm in Austin, Texas. But I am chasing a dream, and shit's getting different, and I'm growing up and maturing and trying to figure out life and what's happening. So back to the point of caring and about the podcast breaking down. I had to tell you all of this because recently I've been going through a lot of shit emotionally and... Um, I've been trying to work on it and it's a cycle of repeating events that just keep happening and you know that aren't going to happen and you try to expect something different, but the expectation keeps happening. Now, expecting future tripping or uh, expecting something different, when you're expecting something that's not good, when you're expecting a certain reaction or a certain outcome, and you don't get that, it wears you down. And that's what I've been doing a lot lately. 
I keep expecting a different result, and that result is not happening. Now, what do you do in these moments? Do you grow, evolve, and or adapt? You know, do you adapt and accept it? Because if you can't adapt and accept it, and if you can't accept the outcome that you're getting, then that's on you, right, Justin? Right, buddy? That's on you. If you know what's going to happen, you need to adapt, breathe, and accept it because it's not going to change, right? Now, if it's not going to change and you don't like that it's not going to change, do you change? That's deep. It's hard. It's hard and it's shitty. You know, like, there's certain things going on right now that I wish were different. I do. I didn't mean to get into a negative note here. Uh, it just hit me that way. And it keeps hitting me this way. And that's why I don't like it. You know what I mean? It makes me emotional because I care. I've been told that I care too much about everything. Is that wrong? No. Do I wish it was different? Kind of. I wish it was different in a way where I didn't care as much, but I don't think I would be myself or me if I cared less. And I don't know think that it's that I got to care less. I think it's got, I got to care in more important areas of my life. Um, I have to start putting myself more forward, myself first before others. And that's what I think a big thing is, is that I've always given other, I've always put people before me I don't know why. Is it because I want everybody to like me? Probably. Yeah. I just want everybody to like me. And I put it off out there, I guess, too much. So if you leave yourself open, it just makes yourself so vulnerable, which can break you down so easily. And I think some people do like to take advantage of people like that because it's easy to just put them down and maybe lift them up. Since I care so much, I have a lot of emotions that come out and then some things I do are not what I'm trying to present, if that makes any sense. I'm not trying to get so emotional and get so upset. I just want to do things in a certain way where it's like I, I do care and without caring, I guess. Because if you're doing certain things that you care about and are emotionally attached to, is that wrong? I, this is confusing. It's confusing my own brain. I'm going in a damn circle. There are certain things that are important in my life, and I think I need to keep them closest, right? But also, apparently, I should also take myself out of certain things. Because I can't expect the results that I'm getting, you know. Everything is going to take time. And so far, the time has been proven to show me some things that are happening in a, in a good way. Time has made me come all the way to Austin, Texas. It's put me to California, you know, and Dallas and all that shit. So time with life 
has been working, I guess, in a positive way. This sounds very confusing. I'm listening to what I'm saying, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's just so many things are happening in my brain that I've been trying to wrap around and also just get over or adapt and move on. I've been trying to concentrate more on myself, and I'm feeling better about that, and I see other things, I think, not falling to the wayside, and it's not. It, it's also, I, I think it's time that you have to take for yourself. I've been so busy with work and comedy and podcasting and other things. It's You find out what's important, and I need to take more time to myself because I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> and me losing my mind, I guess it's taking it out on others. And I'm not trying to take it out on others, you know? I guess this move and this huge change in my life, it's really hitting me hard. You know, I'm growing up and things are different now. Maybe it's not me. Maybe it's me not accepting that. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it's scary. It's tough. And when you're all alone, even though you're not alone, but when you're in a city and you feel alone, it's kind of fucking scary. When you're scared, you know, it's like, it's like when someone's panicking for their life. Say they're drowning, you know, and they're trying to pull anything to help them up. That's kind of how I feel. Do I feel like I'm drowning? Mm, maybe. Fucking maybe. I didn't think of that till now. <laughs> so when you when there's certain things you say out loud and you realize it, you're like, scary. It kind of puts pressure on you. Like it hurt my chest a little bit. I got jellyfish on my TV to try to calm me down, but they're underwater, and I am fucking going there. And I think every, when you take a breath, you can calm down, you know? But you do need to breathe, so it's like shit. Try to wade the water. Learn how to swim. Right? I threw myself in the deep end. I did. And I did it when I left Dallas. I said, there you go, buddy. You did it. Quit the job. And then moved to Austin. And I said, well, this is what you wanted. And it is what I wanted. And I did it. Maybe I did it so fast I didn't even realize it. It's still processing, you know. It's only been three weeks. But holy shit, you know, it was quick. Everything I've been doing has been quick. So it takes, sometimes your brain has no time to process what the fuck is happening. And that's maybe what it is. Yeah. I'm not processing half the shit that's happening because everything's a blur because everything's so fast. I'm working five days a week and doing comedy like five days a week in podcasting on two. Am I bragging? No. Am I bitching? No. Is it a lot? I, in my mind, it's a lot. To some people, this is child's play, I guess. But in my mind, it's a shit ton. 
and trying to live a life with all of that being in there, it's very hard. So it's like you're constantly revolving your life around this dream. And yeah, does it make me happy? Yes. But at times, is it stressful as shit? Hell fucking yeah. I was talking yesterday about this that you don't, it's either you're about it or you're not. Like when you started this dream, when you start any dream, I don't think when you try something, I don't think you think what it actually is. You don't know what it is till you're in the shit. I'm in the shit. I'm only six and a half years in. But God damn, this shit smells. It does. And so with that being said, I guess if you're trying, if you have a dream, just let you know, it gets darker and deeper. Saying it and trying it once is one thing. Saying it out loud and going to try it. I'm going to go try it. Well, to be like those guys you see, it's going to get dark. And it's a long path, buddy. You didn't know. I mean, it's a cool journey, man. I've seen some cool shit. It is a wild dream. Sometimes it's a nightmare, though. (laughs) Yeah. Do I need to care less? Do I? I don't know. Again, I think it's pointed in the right direction. Care in the right direction. Put your efforts toward what you care most about. Which the odd thing is the things I care most about are pushing, putting a lot of resistance on my life right now. That's not fun. It's not fun when the things you care most about are the ones causing the most resistance in your life. And it's unfortunate because you don't think it's that way, but you feel it's that way. You know? Wow. Yes, but then again, the the moment that I, the thing I've been trying to say about the caring too much is that when the podcast cut off yesterday, I guess apparently it was a sign. Because Sarah's like, you know, maybe it was just, you know, a moment that, you know, it was just friends hanging out. We had a good time, which we did. We had a great episode and that's why I wanted everybody to see it. But maybe it was a sign like, yeah, hey, bud, guess what? We're going to keep fucking with you until you stop caring. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. Because before I recorded this episode, I originally thought I was going to maybe do a solo pod, like a solo episode and talk about what this week, the last week has been like. Because it's been an emotional roller coaster. (laughs) So, and then I saw, and then I went down to Dallas and I'm like, uh, I went up to Dallas and I said, well, okay. It would be cool to go see Sarah. We could do an episode. It's always fun to do an episode with her. So I did that. But then the fucking thing shut off. And then I was upset because it was just another thing compiled onto the day. You know? So 
Maybe it is the world like, hey, guess what? It's not that important. Ah, it's not that important. If you just keep believing in your in what you're doing, if you just keep putting in the time, you will get better. And with becoming better, you probably should get the results that you're looking for. I got to stop. I got to stop expecting results that I shouldn't, that I, I guess I don't deserve. Maybe that's it. So I just have to keep focusing and keep my head down and not worry about the rest because I keep comparing and I keep looking. I have to have my blinders on because I believe in myself and I believe in my dream and I believe in what I'm doing. In comedy, I do feel pretty good about myself right now I'm understanding the craft more I'm understanding myself more on stage so that's a good thing I've been noticing that I've been feeling really good down here in Austin doing comedy little bit more bookings are crawling in so I have to realize that too I keep bitching that I'm not getting booked and I'm getting booked so I'm getting little things here and there that's good Good wins, small wins. I got to stop looking at the ones that weren't even offered to me because that's what I keep doing. I keep looking at other people and I'm like, damn it, they keep winning. That's okay, right? We should all, we all deserve wins. We're all trying, right? So, and that just wasn't my moment. So just, you know, let that person have their fucking moment. It happened at Kill Tony again this week. <laughs> Kill Tony. I didn't get up again. I haven't got up at Kill Tony yet. I started going to Kill Tony in LA. I was in LA before COVID. Then COVID shut down. I went back to Michigan. Went to Dallas. And in February, when I was in Dallas, I started driving out to Kill Tony. So now I've been doing Kill Tony. I don't know how many times I've gone. But I haven't made it yet. <sighs> it's like the fucking running joke. Like people feel bad for me. They just see me and they're like, it's your time, bud. It's your time, bud. And I keep going like, stop saying it. Don't, don't, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. But is jinxing even a thing? I believe in it. But I guess if you, like, jinxing is taking away, jinxing is helping you deflect what's really happening, which is it's just not your time, bud. It's not your time. <sighs> breathe. Breathe. Breathe, 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 breathe. Let's change it up. Let's get into some topics, baby. I pulled out some cards. Let's get into some topics and switch up. The real shit to some fun topics. Let's get our minds going here and we can laugh. Ha ha ha. All right. So uh, you know what it is. It's is it me? Is it you? I just like it for the topics. I'll play it with people if they're a guest, but with I can play it by myself. So today's uh, we got a few. I'm just going to pull out some that I looks good. Personal hygiene. I was talking about personal hygiene yesterday. Um. With Sarah on the episode that I keep bringing up, that's not going to happen. Anyway, we were talking about personal hygiene. 
I think it's funny that certain, I think it's funny that men get judged. Like men judge other men for taking care of their hygiene. And it's so funny because it's like, yes, we're men. But dude, guess what? You can look good. You can smell good. You can take care of yourself. You can do your eyebrows. You know, you could do your facial hair. You can shower. You can put deodorant on. And it's funny because other guys are like, man, that's gay. And I'm like, well, put a dick in my mouth because I'm gay as shit then. You brush your teeth? Yeah, I brush my teeth. I do my eyebrows. I don't care. I I don't want a unibrow. I don't want a unibrow. I don't. Men, it doesn't look good, okay? Doesn't look good. You look stupid. Go get some fucking tweezers and plug it. You got a nose hair coming out your face. You got nose hairs coming out. Pluck it out, dude. Jesus. We don't have to be barbarians. I don't know. That's my personal hygiene. I believe taking care of myself, and I believe I want to, I like looking good. I don't know. I do. I look like a sack of shit right now, but what do you do? What are you going to do? Practical, big, practical jokers. I never was like a practical joker. I was always a sarcastic asshole. I'm always a sarcastic asshole. I'm never serious. It's hard for me to actually, like, I've had to work on it as an adult to, like, shut my mouth. I know it doesn't seem like that, but, yeah. When people say something, my instant reaction is, it, it, it's like smart ass. Everything out of my mouth, smart ass. How are you doing today? Oh, how am I doing? That's what I'll say. And it's just like, idiot, just say something. You don't have to joke about every fucking thing, you clown. I did that my whole life. I got hit a lot for it. My parents. Oh, I'm such a smart ass. Everything, my grandfather. <laughs> Oh, man, I would just piss every. I just make everybody mad because I'm so sarcastic. I've had to learn it. Like, even my bosses. And people, when they feel, people feel, I think, apparently, like, very open around me. And people make me feel like we're all friends, right? So bosses do this to me a lot. They want to be my friends. And then I'll get myself in trouble because everybody's joking around. And I'm like, oh, cool, we can joke around. And then I say some stupid-ass joke. And then they're like, yeah, dude, you can't say that here. You're gone. And I'm like, <laughs> My bad. Whatever. But I wasn't a big practical joke. I did streak. Is that a joke? I guess. If you saw this package. <laughs> Boom, roasted. That's funny. Was it? <laughs> anyway, whatever. One time we went streaking. This is a funny story. One time we went streaking in a subdivision. Me and my friends. We were all went streaking, right? And we were in the subdivision, run around naked, wee, wee, wee. It's all dark and shit, and we saw a car pulling up, right? So at the main intersection of the, the subdivision is the mailboxes, the big mailbox thing where everybody's mailbox is, right? So some of us run behind a pine tree. Some of us run behind another tree. I'm behind this pine tree. I'm taller than the pine tree, and I'm behind it like this, right? We see this car pull up, and my two friends went behind the mailbox like idiots. So if you're driving up, you can see the legs under the mailbox. And this car is driving up. <laughs> the next thing you know, a few of us are looking at this van and we're like, hey, that's our friend's van. Let's go out and scare the shit out of him. So two of my friends run around the mailbox to bang up on the window fully naked. Hey! And then the next thing you hear, you go, that's not Nick. 
That's not Nick. And then everybody scattered and ran. So you got all these fucking white kids with their asses out running around the subdivision. And now you got this mom in a van driving around trying to find these kids. And then the funny thing is we all ran away and then we ran back to the house that we started at. You're in a subdivision, guys. What the fuck are you doing? Could you imagine that? Seeing five white dicks and balls just running around a subdivision? Just some pale kids? Did you see those ghosts running around? No, those are just five pale white kids with their dicks out. Ew. Practical jokers. Shy around new people. No. Nope. I'm not really shy around new people. Like I said before, I try to be friends with everybody. I'm very open. I can talk well to people. I'm also a server, so I have to talk to people constantly every day. You ever seen a server that can't talk to people? You're like, what do you do? Maybe this isn't for you. Maybe this isn't for you. But yeah, I'm not shy around new people. I try to have everybody love me. And then everybody hates me, so. Is that me projecting? Probably. Let's get one last good one of these. Oh, yeah. Which is more sarcastic? Me. I'm so fucking sarcastic. It's hard for me not to be sarcastic. I try to take serious things and not make them serious because I don't want people to feel bad. But then my stupid mouth spouts off and then I make them feel bad from my words, so... What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do with all that ass, all that ass inside that drunk? I'm gonna get kick, kick, kick you drunk with. Okay, this is the last one on this fucking game because this did hit home. I, uh, which of us is more likely to cry during a movie? I can't stop crying at movies. I just finished Eagle Eye. I watched it. I had to use three, do it through three sittings because I kept falling asleep. But cried each time it was on because Shia LaBeouf, if you guys don't know what Eagle Eye is, Shia LaBeouf has a twin brother who is framed to be a terrorist by the U.S. government. So it's pretty good. Thanks, U.S. government, which it's probably something real that could happen. Probably not, but probably could. And Shia LaBeouf is, uh, has a twin brother who looks like him, who everybody loved and no one loved Shia LaBeouf, blah, blah, blah. And then he saves the world and then his dad loves him again. So I cried. I cried during Eagle Eye, which is a war movie. But it was so poetic. And I felt Shia LaBeouf's pain in it. He's a very good actor. Bravo, Shia LaBeouf. Bravo. And then I was like, what movie should I watch next? So then I saw a preview for Mr. Church with Eddie Murphy. And I was like, I remember this is supposed to be good. And I turned the trailer on. I cried through the whole trailer of Mr. Church. Go watch the trailer and see if I'm wrong. Because that shit's emotional. I said, I can't even, I was like, I'm sad I was even, I even watched the damn trailer. That's how emotional it was. Eddie Murphy was a revelation in that minute 30. I didn't want to watch the mother die of cancer. That's what it looked like. And then the daughter finds Eddie Murphy. Oh, so emotional. Crying is good. Crying is good. So if you need a good cry, go watch Mr. Church because that movie looks so fucking sad. So sad. So yeah, I cry. 
I'm 31 and I'm an adult male and I cry. Whatever. Who doesn't cry? And then we're going to do some trivia. We're going to do some trivia. Trivia. Boop, boop. Here we go. So I pulled out a 2000s card to help myself learn today. So which online company features a bird named Larry as its logo? Twitter. Hmm. I didn't know the bird had a name. So I wonder if Larry has a Twitter. (laughs) What does he tweet about? Tweet, 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 tweet. (laughs) Tweet a little, tweet, tweet. Tweet a little, little, top, need a tree top all day long. Next, in which year did the television reality show Big Brother debut 2000, 2001, or 2002? In 2000, it debuted Big Brother. Now, there was people that are crazy about that show, which I watched, I didn't understand. But I had an ex who was fucking all about that show, and it was like the lifeblood of the family. Her and her dad loved it. I didn't get it. The show is just friends backstabbing friends, backstabbing friends, backstabbing friends. Drama, 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 cheat, cheat, cheat. And then someone wins $100,000 or a million dollars, and then they become the greatest reality TV star who goes around to bars and shows up and gets drunk with all the college kids and fucking parties. Big Brother, I don't understand it. Some of these reality TV shows, like The Circle, what the fuck is that? I think we, I think Hollywood, you should do some deeper digging. This is getting insane. Hey, guys, I know that social media is in your hands 24-7, but now let's watch social media. Jesus Christ. Well, that's been going on for a long time. But now it is a social media show, and I'm sure it's huge. And then apparently TikTok kids got their own reality TV show too, and people are outraged. How can you be outraged? This shit keeps happening. Hollywood keeps doing it. There's so many good things, but Hollywood's like, no. They pick the lowest hanging fruit, and we keep fucking watching it. I don't even know how The Masked Singer is a show, and people love it. Celebrities who can't sing go sing in a, in a costume, and then you have judges who also need money, and then for a whole season they go, I bet that's Logan Paul, I bet that's Shaq, I bet that's Charles Barkley, oh my God, that's Kevin Hart. Oh my, I bet you it's this person. I bet you, that's a whole seat. That's a show. How did that elevator pitch go? Hey dude, I got a show. Let's go have people guess which singer it is for 20 episodes long. They'll never get it. And it's just people saying it's hearsay. And Hollywood's like, fuck yeah, here's a hundred million dollars. Go make it happen. You want to know why they call it a dream? Because it's a fucking pipe dream. Because people don't want good shit. And that's why people started creating their own fucking content. Because there's still real people trying to make real shit, I guess. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm already late to the party, which I fucking am. Now I'm a fucking dinosaur. Maybe I need to find the most futuristic thing for podcasting. Is this going to die? Every time the radio comes on, I'm like, kill me now. Radio is a dying thing. I remember when went, went from AM radio to FM to Sirius. Whatever. 
It's a dream. Who gives a shit? Go watch The Circle. Um, name the former Spice Girl who, after leaving Virgin Records in 2004, founded her own record company called Red Girl Records. Melanie C. I didn't even know there was a Melanie C in Spice Girls. I thought it was only cinnamon, sugar, pepper, and salt. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, fucking Melanie C. I don't know that... All right, we're learning. This is good. Hmm. And then this is everything that happened in 2002. Uh, the Earth Summit begins in Johannesburg, South Africa. The No Child Left Behind Act is signed into law by President George W. Bush. And Spider-Man is released in theaters. That happened in 2002. Big things. I think the most important thing that happened in 2002 is that Spider-Man was released. Uncle Ben. How do we miss... Oh, man, I miss Uncle Ben. But his rice is good. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, Hollywood. Do you like it? <laughs> anyway, whatever. So, 2000, 2002. What was my favorite Spider-Man? I don't know. I remember I did like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Did I like the one, the cartoon one? That shit was cool. Go watch it. Smoke a lot of weed and go watch the Amazing Spider-Man one with the cartoon. The soundtrack and the visuals are insane. Yeah. So in conclusion... Oh. In conclusion, also, I just want to let you guys know, I found out what... I'm 31 years old and I found out what Cinco de Mayo meant yesterday. On May 4th, I figured out that Cinco de Mayo meant May 5th. Um, <laughs> is that sad? Probably. I guess it was right in my face the whole time, Cinco de Mayo, and I'm just thinking it's a cool fucking name for something. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Justin? Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. I'm just like, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, dude, we're going to have Cinco de Mayo on May 5th, dude. It's a cool little holiday. Let's go get drunk. Drink some tequila, eat some tacos. Then I figured out Lone Star. I finally figured out that puzzle. Lone Star beer. Lone Star State. I did not put it together. It's because there's a fucking one star on their flag. It's right in front of your face. Sometimes it's so close you don't even know it. You know? Just like maybe the dream. Maybe it's so close you don't even know it's there. So if you just keep plugging away, maybe you'll get it. Maybe you'll get it. My precious, my dream, my precious. That's my Schmeagol impression of chasing a dream. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. That fucking thing is terrifying. But you gotta have it. Every All of us comedians, I just realized, we're all Schmeagol. And we all walk around. I literally walk around with a hunch in my fucking back. I gotta have it. The time. The time. Need it. Am I losing my mind? Probably. I just figured out what single to my own man. Growing up is hard. That's all I have to say. Growing up is hard, okay? I realized right before we started this episode, life is 
fucking hard and it just keeps getting harder. Life is a ball, a huge rock rolling down a hill really fucking fast. It's going so fast and the hill's so huge. And all we try to do to stop it is keep throwing money under it. Throw enough money under it. But you don't have enough money, so the ball just keeps rolling. And now the ball's bigger because it has all your money on it. So now it's like a snowball effect. And you're fucking keep throwing at it. And you're like, why won't it stop? Why won't it stop? Please, please stop. And the ball keeps fucking rolling. And you're like, stop. And you get down to your last $100. And you're like, fucking just roll over me, the ball. And then you get more money. And you're like, I got more money. And then you started throwing it. And the ball is just fucking ginormous. And you're just like, I give up. Fucking please stop rolling. But it doesn't. So what are you going to do? Make more money? Run away? I don't know. Because where's the ball going? Where's it going to go? Is it when it hits the bottom? Is that when life's over? I don't know. Probably. So the more money you have, the longer your life goes. Proof right there. I just proved money makes everything. Money makes the world go round. It makes your life better. But in reality, it probably doesn't. It just adds more stress. Money is good. Money is bad. Who fucking knows? But nobody knows. This is the episode that's a turning point. It's a turning point, baby. We're realizing it. We're growing. We're adapting. Right? Chase a dream. Do what you want. It's your life. You know what I mean? What are we supposed to do? Just accept it and just work and not have any fun or live a fucking adventure. It's your life, baby. It's your story. Pick your path. Do what you want. Worry about yourself because yourself should come first. Subscribe, follow. We went through a lot today, and I appreciate you guys listening. Um, and have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Chase your dream. Do whatever makes you happy. This is Going Through It with Justin Essenmacher.